There's a wellness revolution. People are sick and tired of the sick care model. We're in a health crisis. Obesity on the rise. Heart disease, cancer continue to go up. People dying from prescription drugs. Something has to change. And it begins with us. Here is your host, Dr. Vic Manzo with Wellness Smart Radio, educating about the truth on healthcare and empowering the human spirit. And now here's your one and only, Dr. Vic Manzo. Hey everyone and welcome to Wellness Smart Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo. I first want to wish you a happy and blessed and prosperous new year. Uh, 2014 for many people were ups and downs. It was like a roller coaster. Uh, I know that including myself, my practice members, I noticed they went through stuff like that. It was a very challenging year, but I believe it really molded us to become who we want to be for 2015. In life, it's either you will always face life challenges, but the question is, Are you going to take those challenges to allow yourself to become a better person? Or are you going to allow those challenges to make you more of a bitter person? Either way, the choice is yours. You can choose one or the other. But the thing is, you want to prosper through all that and thrive um, to make yourself better. Because any life challenge you ever face in any year, in any given day, the life challenge is designed to be a character building day. It's designed to put your back to the wall and you got to make a decision and you have to make a choice. And the more you neglect and the more you push, push away and resist the challenges, the harder they come. So in 2015, I'm wishing each and every listener the most prosperous and blessed year ever. Make 2015 your best year that you have ever lived on this planet Earth. In today's show, I really wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. I know it's a cliche. I know people talk about New Year's resolutions all the time. I kind of wanted to put things more in a factual perspective to try to truly give you the opportunity to say, you know what, maybe it's not I have to wait till New Year's. I can start this any time. Or what is the real reason why 92% of people fail their New Year's resolutions already? And we're just getting started with them. But the thing is, they set these goals and New Year's resolutions. And then after two, three months, it's like out the door and they don't exist anymore. So really only 8% of people really have New Year's resolutions that they stick with. And I'm going to give you some secrets on those 8%. And so without further ado, let's get ready to rock and roll in the show. So let's talk about the reasons why... 92% of the people fail when it comes to goals. And there's three reasons for this problem. The first one is people make unrealistic resolutions. It's like, for example, you know, you don't really look into your life in a perspective to say, what can be really true that I can hit? 
Instead, I'm in business and I want to see my profits hit 500% increase in the next year. I'm making it happen. I don't care what it takes. Okay, is that realistic? Is that a little out there? I don't know. But you know, when you look at it in perspective, it's like, what are the natural business trends that we see in my profession as a chiropractor? Or what are some natural business, what are some, what are the trends? What are, what has been the past last three to four years? What does it look like? And then, you know, you take that into perspective and you're like, okay, I can try to set up a little bit more of a realistic goal now because I have some variables to work with. So some people, they just want to, you know, they never worked out before, excuse me, they never worked out before and they want to go into this, go into a hardcore workout, do a CrossFit or Orange Theory, something along those lines and say, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life, but they don't really understand the work behind it and how much struggle you're going to go through. You know, it's kind of like people who say, I want to start a new business. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm a big fan of the Food Network, and I watch a lot of those shows, especially Restaurant Impossible. I really, really miss uh, Gordon Ramsay with, uh, um, I'm forgetting the name of his show he had. Um, But anyhow, Kitchen Nightmares. And I loved when he would talk with the owners. Most of them were like, oh, we just, wanted, we just wanted to have a restaurant. We just wanted to own it. But they never had any understanding behind it. And so you have, and that's like a goal for New Year's resolution. You don't really understand what's the work to get to that state. It sounds great to say, hey, this is what I want. But if you don't understand and say, I'm going to do whatever it takes, it's not going to go that well. So that's one of the big reasons. The second one is, and I'm kind of tying it in with the two is, People don't equip themselves with the mental ammunition to fight off doubt and to continue with their goals. Anytime you make a goal, there's a lot of discipline that comes into it. It, It's not something that you can just say you have and so be it. There's constant, constant, constant things you have to do each and every day to be consistent. And guys, the first 30 days is the most aggressive and most important thing you need to do because that's how you formulate a habit. And you have to be so strict on that because an after, it doesn't mean you can sit around and not do anything. What it means is, is that you, you'll, it'll be a little easier to maintain because maintenance and anything you do is always the easiest. In the chiropractic world, you come in the office of a chiropractor, majority of the time, you're going to have a very aggressive plan. You're going to see a chiropractor three times a week for four, six, eight weeks, four times a week, every day. Who knows? It's based on your individual needs, but those are the variants. And then once you break through that, then things start to die down a little at a time. And then before you know it, you're on maintenance. Same thing with a workout program. You can get into a great workout program. It may take you one, two, three months, four months to really get into it, get used to it. But then there's a period of a moment of time where um, you get to a state where you're like, wow, I'm feeling really good six, eight months in. And the next thing you know, like after a year of really being disciplined with your workouts, the maintenance portion is so much easier to do. Maintenance is the easiest thing in the world to do. And it takes less energy to maintain a healthy body, a healthy spine, a healthy mind, healthy emotions. But it takes discipline. And a lot of people don't really understand the mental ammunition you need to put yourself through the doubts. To push yourself through when you got to get up at 5 in the morning to do your workouts and you're kind of going, oh my god, I just want to sleep in one day. And it's like, no, it's whatever it takes. The last one is is using guilt or fear as motivation or resolving to stop doing something.
Fear is a great motivator. I will not. I, I, I tell people this all the time when I'm talking to chiropractic students, when I'm talking to my patients, when I'm talking to uh, individuals uh, that want to do something with their life and they want to really make, make a mark on this world. I tell them fear is a great motivator. But motivation is something you need constantly thrown at you to keep you on fire, to keep you rocking and rolling, to keep you being at 100%. And if you don't have that fear anymore and then the confidence comes in, well, guess what? You kind of lose out because you need something to give you something else to go, something to give you, something to fire you. You need wood for the fire because you're always looking outside. But one of the big things that is the opposite. So fear is a great motivation, but it's not going to keep it rocking and rolling throughout the whole year and making a change in your life for the future on. Inspiration is in spirit. It's within you. You become the wood that gives to the fire. And now you self-fuel yourself up to push through regardless whatever comes your way. You will knock it out. And guess what? You never need any other external. But if you do get some motivation from somewhere, it's like putting gasoline on the fire you already lit. So these guys are the three main things that we see that causes 92% of people to fail. But there's other things. You know, I've noticed in time and time again, and I was reading the American Journal of Health Promotion um, just a few months ago, and there was a review in there that talked about how there's a lot of vague goals. You know, I was told one time by a mentor of mine that said, you know, Vic, you have so many goals, you're ahead of the 99%. You're in that 1% category, or 3% category, I'm sorry. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, because you set goals, which... I forgot the percentage, but I think it was like 70-something percent of people don't even have goals. He goes, then there's 20% of the people who write them down, uh, but then you're, you're – and I go, well, I have my goals written down. And he's like, no, but the other thing is is you're in the top three because you only set goals, you write them down, but then you also create a whole plan of how you're going to execute them. And so every year, it doesn't have to be New Year's, it's actually every month, I set goals and then I have to readjust them. But the problem with a lot of people with goals is they just it's very vague. It's like, oh, I just want to lose 100 pounds. Weight loss is the biggest thing. Or I want to make more money. Or I want to be happier. Okay, that's great. But, you know, okay, you're gonna, you want to be happier. Um, that's very vague. And how specific do you want to be happy? You want to be happy in your relationship. You want to be happy with your kids, your family. You want to be happy at your job. You want to be happy with yourself. I mean, what are the specifics behind that? If you want to make more money. Well, what do you want to look at? Again, realistic goals, right? That's one of the things you have to be respective is, well, I'm in a job that's a dead-end job that I'm, I'm not going to ever grow in. Okay, well, you have two options. Either find a new job, start a new career, or do something else on the side and make more money. But the other thing is, if you want to make more money, what's the purpose of why you want to make the more money? What is fueling you to want desire more money? Are you not happy with your lifestyle? Are there things that you're not perspective in to say, hey, you know what, maybe... Um, I wanted to really get this new materialistic thing. I want a new car or I want to f save for investments now for the future. Uh, you know, I want to save for my wealth so that I can, you know, things like that, whatever it may be. But you got to be specific to what it is and the why behind it. And I'll get into more about whys in a little bit. But that's another thing that you can look into. So, and if it's weight loss, well, why do you want to lose the weight loss? What, what's, you know, okay, you want to lose weight. How are you going to lose weight? What's the purpose of you losing weight? What is motivating you or what's inspiring you to lose weight? All these variables play a role. Well, some people, and I know I'm one of these, 
I used to fall in this category a lot. And sometimes I still do. Uh, I've gotten better. Last year, I got really better uh, in the business realm of my life. I, I chose only three main goals to focus on, and I executed. It was very hard. I have a coach who keeps me on track with things, and she had to constantly remind me <laughs> uh, to stay with that. But I did it, and it was great. And this year, I'm looking at doing three, possibly four, <laughs> but we're going to make it happen. Uh, but some people have too many goals. You choose way too many things. You want to be happier. You want to make more money. You want to lose weight. You want to do this. You want to basically transform your whole entire life in a day. And you have all these habitual patterns that you have within you that you've been so used to doing for a year, 5, 10, 15, your whole life maybe, that you just want to all of a sudden stop. And I want to put it in perspective, guys, like this. Let's say you're an alcoholic. You're addicted to nicotine, so you're smoking. You've been smoking. Now, you've been addicted to alcohol for 20 years, smoking for 20 years. Um, you've been eating garbage food for 20 years. You haven't exercised in 20 years. And then all of a sudden, one day, you're like, I'm changing my life. I'm going to change all those four things, and I'm not going gonna, gonna to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose weight. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to go and do CrossFit, and I'm going to do uh, – and I'm going to train for a marathon – and then I'm also going to, uh, I want to be happier, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do so, all these different programs that are out there to help me become happier. And it's like seven things, and it's like, hold on, you've been so used to doing something for 20, 30 years, and it's not going to transform overnight, guys. Too many goals. Choose one, two max, but choose some of those, you know, again, realistic, but don't also don't choose too many. The other thing is what I've noticed, and, and I see this all the time, uh, a licensed clinical social worker that I work with, he... Um, he talks about this lobster mentality, and it, and it really, um, you see it in a lot of cultures, you see it in communities, you see it with families, you see it with friends. You got to see who your friends are when you make changes. And I always tell people, if you take your five closest friends, you average them out, that's who you are. Now, if you look at that perspective, some people are like, oh my God, there's no way I could be this person, there's no way I could be that person. Well, quantum physics proves that you are. And, you know, it's a vibrational thing. And if they're stuck at like a level 300, but you want to achieve 400, but all your friends are around 300, guess what? If you're holding, if you're creating emotional ties with them and being always connected with them, you're going to pretty much be held at 300. A lot of my mentors growing up taught me that if you want to thrive and be something different than anything else you've ever done in your, in your family's history, in your history, in your friend's history, you're going to have to really learn to disconnect and truly thrive because at some t point in time, if they're not adding to the fire of what you're trying to do, maybe that's not something you want to be around with so much. And that's something to really look at. And it's hard. I went through that phase many times in my life. And I must say, it is very difficult to do, uh, but it is well worth it. I promise you that. So having the wrong friends and the whole lobster mentality is basically a lobster trying to get out of the, the water tank. And then two lobsters will come and pull them back in. And that's what lobsters do. And so it's a lobster mentality. People don't want to change. They don't want to see people change because they get a fear or they don't want to see people thrive. And it's not a jealousy thing. It's just that they're so used to having them be a certain way that that change and any change is always uncomfortable. They don't know how they're going to be afterwards. They don't know if they're going to be totally different. They're going to eject the person. All these insecurities come out. Um... And so that's why you have to really look and see who your friends are and see what there is. You know, the other thing is, guys, and I'll be really short on this one. I can talk all day about it. And we could do a whole other show. Is guilt, shame, and negative framing. They do not work. They're the biggest hindrances you'll face in your quest to become whatever it is that your New Year's resolutions you want to be. So 
And that means just don't be negative with things. Don't put yourself down. Don't create guilt because you didn't do something. If you missed, don't worry. Get back on track. If you didn't, you know, you missed a workout. You missed an adjustment. You missed <clears throat> having your juice in the morning. Whatever it may be, get back on track. That's the biggest thing you can do. Don't create shame. Don't be negative about with yourself. Don't create the guilt. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so those are the things you want to focus on. When it comes to New Year's resolutions, is <clears throat> the things that make it, I'm sorry, not, not to focus on, uh, but things you can do to try to be in that 8%. What I want to do here before, I'm going to take a little break, <clears throat> and then we're going to come back and continue rocking with the show. So, be back in just a flash. Hey guys, this is Dr. Vic and we're back. If you just happen to join the show or catch the half part of this, second half, we're just talking about the 8%ers, what are the three main things that cause them to fail? I'm sorry, the 92%ers and causes them to fail. And then we just talked about some other things that cause issues that you kind of pull yourself into that 92%. In this last part of the show, I just really want to focus on how to be the 8%er. And guys, these are very simple rules that you can apply to your life at any goal. And before I begin with those, I want to share with you that you don't have to wait until the next year to start something new. Every day of your life, you have the opportunity to create something new. Every given second. It's the miracle of life. Every day, you wake up, you look at your paint can your canvas that you're going to paint on, and it's always blank every day. The ones you painted before go into history. And then today, you have a blank one every single day. Now, you're the artist of your own life. You can look at yourself as the author of your own book. You can look at yourself as the actor of your own movie, however you want to view it. The thing is, it really comes down to what is the thing you want to create every single day. This is what 8%ers do. It's every day what they want to create. So they take their paintbrush and design the day of what they want to see happen. And from there, they live their life. Now, I'm not going to say it works 100% of the time, but it pretty much works a lot of the time. There's some things in life that may come up, that may show up, that be a curveball of what life throws at you, what the universe is going to say, you know what, you want this, but we're going to mold you a little bit to get you there. Let's give you some challenges to get you to that point in life. And we're always challenged in certain ways to become more of what we desire. Remember, every challenge in life either makes you a better person or a bitter person. And the choice is really yours and which one you choose. Everything in life is a blessing. Everything in life is a blessing. No matter what you went through, no matter what your past, what your story is, we all have, everything has been a blessing to mold you to what you want to become today and into the future. Now here's the kicker though. If you don't paint your canvas, and you don't do that every single day, you're letting the world and individuals paint the canvas for you, which majority of the time isn't what you desire. And so you have to be very specific on those things and what it is that you want to create every single day. Now that being said, 
Let's go ahead and talk about the eight percenters. One of the things, and it's the biggest thing, and I kind of you kind of already can have a gist of it, but I'm just gonna be very specific with you guys, is that if you set a goal, regardless what it is, New Year's resolution, you want to make more money, lose weight, feel better, be happier, choose your friends, try some new things, travel around the world, whatever you desire, set a realistic goal. And that realistic goal is something along the lines of being what we call smart. And smart is a business term that has been used for time and time again. I took business school uh, probably 12 years ago now. And it's, 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 it's very, very simple. But guess what, guys? It works in so many ways. I love it. I use it in everything that I do. So it's actually an acronym, uh, monomic, an acronym. But anyhow, so let's go ahead and I'll tell you exactly what it means. And it's kind of some of the things we talked about. But if you utilize this in all your goal planning, you will make it a lot easier to achieve. First, the S is being for specific. It's a target, a specific area for improvement, something specific, right? You can't have it to be vague. You don't want to choose too many either, but you want to make sure it's specific. Measurable is M. And that is more looking at making sure it's not unrealistic. So you want to make sure you can quantify it or at least suggest an indicator of progress. How do you know you're getting better? If it's weight loss, break that down to how much you want to lose. If you want to lose 100 pounds, divide that by 12 and say this is where you need to be at every month. If you want to lose 20 pounds and you want to lose it by April, divide that by four months and then you can break it down to each month and then you break it down into weeks if you want to do that. If you want to make more money, how much more do you want to make at the end of the year? Divide that by 12 and then divide that by weeks. So then you have perspectives. Okay, I need to make this much per week. I need to be hitting this per month. So you have measurable goals and then you have to make sure, again, if it's going to be realistic. And we'll talk about that because that's one of the next ones soon. The next one is assignable. Specific, be specific to who will do it. Obviously, if you're doing goals for yourself, this is what you're going to do. But guys, if you're going to do something new, accountability partners. I'm huge on those. I'm a big fan of them. I highly recommend them. You need an accountability partner. I have one. Sometimes, I mean, this year I'm looking at possibly having another. But I always have people who are making sure that I'm doing what I say I'm going to do and making sure. And if I don't, they don't ridicule me. They just say, okay, what can we do to get you back on track? And it's a very positive reinforcement. Next one is R for realistic. It's to state what results can realistically be achieved. Again, guys, we talked about this in the beginning of the show, but you want to make sure it's realistic. And last is time-related. Specify when the results can be achieved, when you want to have it happen, and you want to be realistic with it, but put deadlines to it and then break it down. This is a smart is the one of the greatest ways to do your goals. I, I'm a huge fan of them. Uh, I use them constantly. When I learned this in business school, I was very happy to learn this, this, this whole ideal of goal planning because it makes life that much easier. Now, <clears throat> after you set your goals and you go through the whole smart, being specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, and time-related, the next thing is, and this is a tip I got from my coach, and I, I'm, I love this, and I've been using it ever since I started changing my goals around, is when you set a goal, make it a new rule. In other words, when you make a goal, whatever it is that you have to do to be make that achievable, it's a rule. You got to do it all the time. There's no questions asked. It's a rule with life. And so, for example, one of the things can be is if you want to lose weight, 
Well, I want to have weight loss. Okay, great. I'm going to use a new rule that I'm going to be losing weight. What's the rule to that? Well, here's the deal. I got to work out three times a week. I got to eat these types of foods. I got to go see my chiropractor to keep my body at optimal function. You know, I got to be sleeping better. I got to do this. That's a new rule. I'm going to have to put those as rules, and that's what I'm doing. No questions asked. Put your head down. Make it happen. That's the biggest thing that will make you achieve all of your goals. I'm telling you, if you make it a new rule, break it down with the end in mind. See the light at the end of the tunnel and then retract everything back. So, And then always focus, always, always, always focus on the light at the end of the tunnel. Focus on the end. Focus on what it is you want to achieve because that's going to get you through those downtimes, but that's also going to keep pushing you forward. Remember, in life, no matter what you do, every change is always uncomfortable. There's going to be new challenges. There's going to be new things you're going to have to face. You're going to have to, have to change lifestyle a little bit, regardless what it is. If you don't think so, you ever have a family member that you guys all live in the same house and one person changed their whole way of doing things? It affects everyone. So make sure that, you know, you be prepared mentally that you know things are going to come your way. But here's the thing. The goal is the new rule, period. Now, I just wanted to give a couple things to you guys here. A good friend of mine on Facebook um, <clears throat> posted this, and I love it so much that it's kind of scary because I, I probably do most of this. <laughs> and I'll tell you the guys the ones I'm doing this year. So, <clears throat> so if you want a new year, a new you, doing something great, here's some things that I choose. And he, he I recommended five. Five is not too bad. But make these new goals. Keep God first. If you don't believe in God... That's okay, too. Believe in yourself, then. Uh, spirituality is starting to show that yourself and God are one and the same. But keep God first. Get a passport. Open an investment account. Find a mentor. Eat fresh. Create something. Own something. Support friends with businesses. Only listen to successful people. Read more books. Give back. Teach someone. Pray. Focus on earning passive residual income. Spend more money on memories and not things. And start a 501c3, otherwise a nonprofit. Guys, these are great to do. These are great things to really transform your life to create a new year, a new you. Uh, I, I firmly keep God first in everything I do. <clears throat> I pray every night before I go to bed a prayer of gratitude, a prayer of thankfulness. It is kind of gratitude. Uh, prayers over wishing help and love and light to my, my family and friends, my close friends and family to me. And, you know, just helping, thanking God, giving me that day to help to thrive even further. It doesn't have to be God. If you don't like God, source. If you don't like source, prime, you know, universe, uh, the force, whatever you want to call it, whatever suits you, have fun with that. Whatever it is. I updated my new passport finally, and uh, you know, I plan on traveling. 2015 is going to be a couple couple times of traveling. An investment account already have that. you got to invest in the future. Even if you live pay, paycheck to paycheck, the Chinese, the reason why they're very good with money is they teach your kids to save 30% of their money. 30%. Eat fresh. you got to eat fresh. you got to keep a healthy body or else you can't experience a new you and do new things. Your body needs that support. Find a mentor. I can't tell you how huge that is. You know, people always kind of tell me, Vic, you're a dynamic individual, you're very smart, you're, you're adaptive, you learn things well, you know, you're, you're going to thrive in anything you do. Why do you need a mentor? 
A mentor always pushes you beyond your limits or has you see things that you don't see. A mentor is great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have many mentors. I have plenty of them. You know, I, I have mentors who I've never met. I've read their books and I follow them. I have mentors who I have met and they have transformed my life. I have mentors who, again, <clears throat> I may have not met, but I listen to their podcasts. I listen to their audio files that they send out. I'm subscribed to their newsletters. I invest myself into them because, <clears throat> sorry, I got something caught in my throat. I invest myself into them because they have the lifestyle that I would like to have. And so if I learn more from how they do it and what they do, it helps me become more of that. <clears throat> Create something or own something, guys. Start owning things. Create something new. Support your friends with businesses. I can't tell you how huge that is. I have a lot of friends who have their own businesses, and I I get so excited for them. I, I, I wish I can help them out 10 times more on their business because it's so awesome for to have your own business because it really, it really <clears throat> pushes you on different levels, and it pushes you in ways that you may have not pushed yourself. It really pushes you outside your comfort zone. And you have to be creative and always on your toes. So support your friends. Listen to successful people. I mean, I listen to Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer. I listen to John D. Martini. I listen to, and I'm bad with names, so I apologize. But I listen to a variety of people, their, <clears throat> their YouTube channels, whatever it is, to get access to them, I listen to. Read more books. This last form, last quarter, I probably spent, oh, I can't even tell you, but I have about an extra 30, 40 books I bought in the last quarter. Haven't read one of them. <clears throat> but in the new year, I wanted to start reading more and taking more downtime. My life has been very hectic, but now it's starting to settle back down. And now I'm like, you know, no excuse. Even if it is hectic, you make time for it. I failed at that. But <clears throat> promise it's the last one. I failed at that, so now I had I, I, I'm learning to what I learned from it to implement implement that in my life every day. <clears throat> Give back in some way, and it doesn't have to be money. We always was taught through Catholicism and Christian, you know, the the ten percent tithering. tithering. Um, <clears throat> you don't have to do that. If you can, great, but if you don't have to, give something of what you give a craft, share a craft, send a postcard to somebody. I just did on Facebook, <clears throat> a good friend of mine did this, and I, I was so encouraged. I wasn't part of the five that I had to choose, but I copied his message and posted it anyhow about paying it forward. And I posted something on Facebook that it was just an act of kindness. And what I did is whoever was the first five people to respond, I had to get their address. And within 2015, I'm going to send something to them, something that I think they'll get value out of. And you know, a couple of these people, I'm like, oh, what the heck would I give them? But it doesn't have to be money. It could be a postcard. It could be a ticket. It could be a book. It could be whatever it is. Share with them that something that you know that they would get value out of. And so that's what I'm doing. And my friend of mine who got me involved with it now is expanding this massive explosion of energy of kindness. It's kind of cool. And so that's something you can do. Teach somebody something that they don't know what you do. You know, I mean, that you don't, they don't know what you do. Yes. Praying, you know, and do some guys. I'm one of the things that I'm going to be doing on this. Obviously, is I'm starting a nonprofit this year. That's one of the big things I want to do. I'm going to even spend more money on memories than I did last year. Um, I'm going to be focusing on earning passive residual income. I want to start mentoring. 
So teaching somebody. I'm gonna to want to, I'm gonna be reading even more books than last year. I want to overcome last year's number and I want to beat that. And I also want to create something and own something. So that's seven things. But what is it that you want to do for you and your life? So in closing, guys, these are the things that you can do to be part of the eight percenters. Make your goals smart. You don't have to do it just on New Year's Eve. Remember, a goal, make that the new rule. <clears throat> and last but not least, when you set a goal, see the end in mind at all times. Know that everything that you're doing is molding you to get to that goal, regardless what comes your way. Keep your head down and move forward. I highly recommend the book if you want to read. It talks more about these things and excuses. It's something called by Dr. Wayne Dyer called Excuses Be Gone. And basically talks about all the excuses we make as humans to not allow for us to get what we really want. So in 2015, well, actually in 2014, look back into forgiveness. Look forward in hope. Look down in compassion and up with gratitude. This is by Zig Ziglar. I wish you the most amazing and abundant 2015. I know Wellness Smart Radio, we haven't been having our shows regularly, but we're back on track twice a month. We're going to be airing. There'll be some special shows we'll have throughout the month uh, coming up, months coming up that we may throw an extra one or two in there. But just to keep a lookout, connect with us on Facebook. Um, if you have any questions or some upcoming shows that you want, we pretty much have our shows mapped out until June. But again, we have some t wiggle room for some specialty shows. Um, just email me at wellnessmartradio at gmail.com. Check out our new website at wellnessmartradio.com. And any other questions you may have, um, ask away. But I look forward to you know seeing you guys in the new year. But I'm also excited that, I'm, that you guys will have a very prosperous and blessed new year. If you just follow those four simple tips, tips about the eight percenters, You'll really truly achieve your goals and become a master at achieving goals so that you can become a master of your life and achieve everything that you truly want to do in this lifetime. So. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you had an opportunity to enjoy as much as I did. If you want to see past shows or upcoming shows, please visit us on the web at www.wellnesssmartradio.com. We invite you to connect with us via socially at facebook.com forward slash wellness-smart. Our handle on Twitter is Dr. Vic21, which is D R V I C 21. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. I hope it inspired you and to give you an opportunity to live a truly wellness smart life. And I hope you take the opportunity to listen to more of our shows. If there's a show that you may be interested in uh, hearing about, a topic to cover, please email us at wellnessmartradio at gmail.com. Until next time, 
Be well. Live well. The choice is yours. Woo!